everybody, and welcome to the Meeting Gold podcast. We've got a special guest today. I feel like I say that every time, but this one's actually really cool. Um, if you watch any martial arts, like mixed martial arts, even boxing, or you'll probably like this podcast a lot. We've got a pro MMA fighter, um, and actually, I'm going to pull out my phone really quick because, you know, Anthony's a humble guy, and he'll never say this on camera, but I was looking at some of your statistics, and I wanted to read those out to the camera here. So, Anthony, you, Anthony Romero, everybody, welcome to the yeah, show, brother. Thank you for having me. Um, you are Anthony Romero's 17th ranked of 923 active United States pro lightweights. That's what it says here on, on Google. You are second ranked 100 of 127 active U.S. Southwest pro lightweights, second ranked of 66 active Texas pro lightweights, and uh, sixth ranked of 223 active U.S. Midwest pro lightweights. And your record, correct me if I'm wrong, is 10 and 1. Yes, that's correct. And yeah, that's in yeah. professional MMA fighting. Yes, yeah, yeah. You've got the uh, you've got the resume for it, brother. So we'll get into you know how does one go ten and one in MMA and and kind of fighting. But uh, I wanted to ask you uh, a deeper question to start is what was like the seed implanted in you at an early age that ultimately made you want to become a fighter? That made you you know I I was doing some research. You got your black belt when you were ten. I, I taekwondo black belt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like what planted that seed to to do that that early? Um, I believe it was something that was just consistent in my life. I played soccer and I got competitive in soccer, um, like Ontario championships, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was just, it got to a point where I could never get to the next level, like professional soccer. And I was training martial arts at the same time. And a goal of mine is always to be like my own boss and to be a professional athlete. Yeah. And seeing that that was the growing sport and you could be a professional and get paid well and all that stuff in in martial arts that's kind of like what what i decided to do because i was already doing it anyways instead of starting something brand new and trying to start all over again it was it was just there so just kept training and kept uh, competing and all that and next thing you know i was a professional mixed martial artist so i mean you know what man it's they say like in any professional sport it's very hard to make it and yeah. like, I mean, and I mean, you're still in the building process, are you not? Because you're currently trying to get to the UFC level yeah. and we were kind of talking off camera and I've seen on a couple of other interviews you've done. I mean, you're, you're very close. And didn't you have an opportunity about a year ago to, to take it to the UFC level or get a contract? And how, how, how did that look for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I competed on the Dana White Contender Series. It's kind of like a, a feeder to the UFC. So like there's a couple fights there and then. If you impress Dana White, then you'll get a contract to the UFC. Uh, obviously, I'm not in the UFC, so that day I didn't, I didn't impress him <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, but I'm still like right there. Um, I know I need to do a couple of things in my fights, like get more finishes and all that. Um, but I have the right management team now, and uh, we're all pushing to get there together. So. And and how motivating was it for you to be told no? Um, it hurt honestly at the time. Um, but if you look back in history and anything anyone successful they all went through some kind of struggle there's no one that went just straight up and that's it like anyone always had something that put them down and then that kind of proves if you really want it or not like at that time when I was told no I could have been like okay I'm just gonna pack it up I'm gonna find yeah. something else to do um but at that time like I just kept pushing kept training and I'm right there again uh, exactly where I want to be so. yeah I mean I, I mean you're you're 25 years old 
at that time, you could have honestly packed it up and started a whole new life and forgotten about the literal 20 years that you put into training since you were five, but you decided to stick with it. So I want to ask you, what is your conditioning schedule look like? I mean, it's obviously five, probably six, maybe sometimes seven days a week. Like what's that on a daily? What are you working on? Cardio workouts, gym? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is, especially like I'm in camp now. Uh, for my next fight so a lot of it is just working on the techniques and getting the live drilling so um, different situations and all that stuff so jiu-jitsu striking uh, wrestling sometimes sparring all together so yeah um, a lot of it is mainly on the martial arts so like technique yeah yeah yeah. Um, but if I'm outside of camp that I'm focusing more on just keeping my conditioning up Um, still working on techniques but it's not like as focused on a certain opponent and, um, and yeah. So when you, because I think a lot of people don't understand this, like you might be at the gym for five, six hours today. Like I know you have training at 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. You might be at the gym for, let's say six hours at the gym. You're not like pumping weights, right? No, you're, no. you're actually fight, you're fighting, you're practicing technique, you're grappling, you're sparring, doing all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where do you find the time to go for runs? Uh, go to the gym and work out like gen, like keep up muscle like i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> like normally people go to the gym for five five hours a day it's to it like i don't it's to work out it's not just yeah, to fight right yeah, so exactly. i mean how grueling is the training schedule for you and how do you organize your time uh you get used to it after after a while yeah like, like we're doing this podcast but i have time like I, I organize my my days um to make sure that i can fit everything in um, I'm also teaching as well. Like I, I run my own gym. Oh my god! Um, so sometimes, like I kind of squeeze in training there with with my my athletes, um, and it's lots of fun. I enjoy the process. Like it's not stressful at all. And like I said at the beginning, like I'm I always want to be my own my own boss, so I can yeah. make my own schedule and not have to worry about telling my boss, hey, I can't make it to work today, or I'm sick, or yeah. all that kind of stressful stuff. Um, I just kind of make my own schedule and I figure it out myself. Well, so. your passion for MMA and, and martial arts and just in general, it, it obviously it does shine and it does show. And I think it it relates a lot to business. I remember we were talking with um, a good friend of your ja- yours, Jasmine, yes, who yes. also got a UFC contract, which which is amazing. So yeah, yeah. hopefully you're up there with her soon. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were talking with her and she was kind of saying like, you know, it, it is hard. It's, it's a lot of work. But once it pays off, it's, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. Like oh, you, you, sure. you're, it's the most rewarding thing you can do. And then it's just addicting the, the continuous process of consistently working on, on your trade. And we related business mm-hmm. to the, the training regime that you guys, I mean, put yourselves through it. I would, cons- I would call it hell, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you probably call it fun I, in some twisted way, yeah. but, but so, okay. So. Obviously, like you're you're a chiseled guy. I mean, you're you're pretty fit. You could probably run a faster four than I could. But <laughs> but uh, when you know when when a lot of people see you, they they would see that. But I want to ask you, you know, like, like when you're looking in the mirror, what do you see about yourself, and what pushed you to be this persistent to this day? Um, I, I would say like. I always take it back to my, my parents. Um, when I was growing up, they always say, like, you can be successful and have all this money and stuff like that, but you should always uh, – my dad always says – he's Spanish. He's from El Salvador, right. but he says, like, don't float. So mm-hmm. he's saying, like, don't think you're off the ground and above everyone else. Um, so when I look in the mirror, I see a humble person. I see a normal person as compared to everyone else. 
Um, because once you start thinking that you're above everyone else, that's when you start to go Float down and go down. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, I always remind myself that like, no matter how successful my business is going to be, how I am as a fighter, like you're always going to be normal, right? Yeah. Because like I said, it can get carried away. So that's, that's what I see as a humble person in the mirror. Um, and just trying to better myself, not compare myself to anyone else. I got to say from the few fighters that I've met on the come up that are, that are working hard to, they're probably the most humble people that I know. Most of them. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah, watching like, not. you know, Conor McGregor, it, there's a lot for show. And I know that it's just, you, you find that a lot of the people on the come up in business, um, fighting or any, any professional sport that they're trying to make it in very humble people because they know and they respect the grind and how many people alongside them are competing for the same goal. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you believe you do to set yourself apart and why would you get a UFC contract over somebody else? Um, well, first of all, like physically, I feel like I can prepare myself for a fight without, getting hurt. Like I know there's like some weird things that happen in, in grappling or in striking something that you get hurt by accident. Right. Um, but I'm able to, to understand how my body feels in training. Like I'm not to the point where I'm going to like redline my body and the next day I'm just going to not be able to train because I went too hard the day before mm-hmm. uh, or sparring too hard. Like in the past people have got like a lot of injuries, brain injuries because they lose their career in the gym. Like they're sparring hard um, and they're not getting any benefit from it. They're more like hurting themselves compared yeah. to, to bettering themselves. So uh, being able to preserve my body and and be ready for the next training session and understand the schedule that I have. Um, so I think that separates me apart from from a lot of like fighters. your ability to keep consistent despite the because tr- I mean it, it it isn't easy. I did a leg day on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still feeling my legs burning. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like yeah. to know your body's limits. It's a unsaid skills uh, skill set. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of people talk about that. I think it's 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 like a it's a weird weakness because people think that if they're like oh I can't do today, then they feel like they're they're like mentally weak or whatever. Like it's it's a weird thing. But if I'm like okay, I had a solid training session this morning. I'm gonna take it down a little bit for this this night session. That way for my next day, I'm not dead. I'm not like tired yeah. or anything like that. But I'm still getting that consistent work in uh, compared to doing one hard session, another hard session at night. And then Tuesday is like destroyed. You have no energy for the next day. I mean, I got to say the career of a fighter is, I, in my unprofessional opinion, is one of the most grueling um, things you can put your body through. A- after all, I mean, so you've done 11 fights. Okay, so you've taken hundreds of punches probably <laughs> you've you've you know uh you've taken down guys you've i mean you've done everything under the sun um do you have a fight that you remember the most distinctly that you were maybe proud of yourself for or you wish you would have done something different like what's a what's a fight that always comes back into your head um i would probably say the one that i lost recently um uh, i think it was my 10th my 10th pro fight. Yeah. Um, that was a, a really, a really uh, inspiring fight when I look back at it because it was a tough fight. I had a tough opponent. Um, and it was one of those fights, like, I was super close to getting the UFC. Like, if I were to win that fight, like, I probably would have got the call. Um, but it never went that way. Uh, I got cut open in the second round. Like, I don't know if you can see the stitch in the camera and stuff, but, like, under my eye, my Holy nose. Uh, my nose is, like, ripped apart. It was, it was not a pretty scene. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just going through that, that type of adversity, 
um, through the second round and then pushing through the third round. And like, it was a close split decision. So it could have gone either way. Um, but that night wasn't my night. And I learned a lot about myself from that. Yeah. Fight, so. More so than just the physical aspects of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially being undefeated, like and winning all these fights, stuff like that, not getting hurt um, pretty much at all. Um, and then going into this fight and then seeing that I didn't shy away from that type of challenge. Like I could have been like, Oh, I can't do this anymore going through that type of adversity, but I didn't, I just kept pushing through and I kept trying to win the fight. I kept trying to knock the guy out. Um, but it was just like a tough opponent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just like I said, you learn a lot about yourself. No, seriously. I, I think it's like, it's one thing to be strong, um, physically, like, I, I would say more people can take five punches than they can five mental punches. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, like five hits to your mindset, your mindset can make you stop anything at any moment, but your mindset can also make you do anything you want. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And yeah. I think how, how has that kind of made you realize like, because I mean, man, getting cut open under your eye, I've seen some big, like some UFC fights where you yeah, like your yeah. eyes cut open. And uh, I mean, it, it's, it's like, it's grueling work. So where's your mindset at when you're cut open, your nose is effed up, you, you're absolutely probably exhausted to the oh, core. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, both of you probably are, yeah, you're both yeah. you and your competitor. What in your mind makes you push forward? Um, I think just not stopping, like not stopping now. Like I've gotten this far. Like Why stop? Yeah. <laughs> it can't get any worse. Yeah. Like, or you got split <laughs> open unless I get knocked out, but um it can't get any worse like if i stop like i've i feel like i'm gonna feel a hundred times worse than if i just keep going like mentally and and like in my heart looking back if i gave up that during that moment i would have probably regretted it for the rest of my life um just be on the push through and obviously if the fight was stopped then it was out of my control Mm -hmm. someone else did it but i'm not gonna just quit and get that far and then yeah find out what would have been yeah so. Yeah. So what are what are some goals? Um, I mean, obviously, the UFC is a big goal. And we were talking with Jasmine. We got a little bit of inside info on how the UFC kind of works, the pay structure, the the details just around like the the marketing of the event and stuff like that, because it, it's it's a business more so than it's just it's not just entertainment. It's a, it's a flat out business. And so yeah, they need to yeah. make their money and they need to find the best fighters. So what are some things that you would do differently now if you get that next shot? I mean, do you have like what's your next shot? at the UFC do you have one or are you looking for it or um yeah so I, I currently I actually just signed a contract yesterday um so for Fury FC uh yeah. April April 24th so um have a good fight there and then we'll see what happens there like I know I was speaking with my my management I need to finish uh knockout submission something like that and just to be impressive like I know I can go the distance I know I can control people um, but uh, being able to knock someone out and get a, a nice finish is is impressive. That's what got me t- into the contender series. Uh, oh, interesting. In so fight. they yeah. So they care about finishes. Is it because it has the entertaining aspect? I would say so. Yeah, like it's it's scary. Like it's it's brings attention when you see stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, compared to seeing someone just dominate for almost breaking their arm and they tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that's what they want to see. So that's what I got to do and. Now that I know that, then it's it's a little it, bit different. I gotta say though, like it is shocking to me that an eleven or a ten and one fighter with eleven fights professionally, like, isn't there yet. It just goes to show, I guess, how hard it is to really get in. But I mean, I think you'd probably dream of the, that day where you're, you're signing a contract for you know four fights or something like that. 
Yeah, it's something that I always think about. Like, I always think about, like, where will I be, like, at the time that happens or I get the call or something like that. Like, just... I'm excited to feel that that emotion of, of happiness. To, I I, I gen, like I think even just knowing how hard you work, I think it's hard for people not to understand an inkling of how you would feel getting that call. Um, so so what would be like why would why why would you continue to push your body? Or, or I guess I'm saying is for for people in general. What would you say to them to continue pushing their body through mental and physical limits to achieve? a goal that they have um well you kind of said earlier like it, it pays off at the end like yeah any anyone that works hard at something like you'll get even if it's not the ultimate goal you'll get a little piece of of what you want like you're gonna get there um you just got to keep pushing and keep working um my coach like you, you met him uh, chris prickett yeah um he always says like hard work is is the one that that pays off like obviously being smart in your training like you're not going to go for 20k runs and all that because that's yeah, hard work yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're overdoing it right but hard work always pays off no matter you get to the very top of where you want to do or you get just just underneath um and i know there's like another saying like reach for the reach for the stars because at least you'll hit the moon or something like that it's, it's like oh, i love it yeah um, yeah so you're always pushing and always trying to get the hard work done um and like just go follow the process yeah so. okay so here's a fun question um, I, well, <laughs> it wasn't fun for you probably at the time thinking about it, but like your hardest punch that you took, what was that? Cause I, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll joke around with my buddies and stuff like that. And we'll be like, cause we'll watch like UFC fights and we'll just like, just like imagine a punch being taken to the cheek, like a hook. And we're like, there's no way, like just how people can handle that. It's mind boggling to me. So what would be like the hardest punch you've taken and, and what did you feel in that moment? Um, I would probably say it was my, my second pro fight. Oh really? Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Like it was at the Seneca casino. Oh yeah. Uh, so a lot of people were there to watch. I was fighting a, a four and old guy and I was only one and oh at the time. Um, and he threw an up kick in the second round, like one of those Anderson Silva up kicks yeah. to my chin and oh, like, wait, wait, like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I hit my chin. I didn't even see it coming. Um, and I got wobbled a little bit. I fell over. But then, like, I, I just came back. I, Obviously, I, yeah, I you got back yeah. up. You want it. But it, it threw me off. Like, I, I've never been hit with that before. No one's thrown that to me. And so it was just a weird angle uh, when he hit me with it. So I would say that was probably, like, the, the best thing that, so that got me. So you say, like, oh, I didn't see it coming. I don't see anything coming. <laughs> like, like when I'm watching a UFC fight or just a fight in general, you, I don't know what the person's going to throw. I mean, maybe in the moment you kind of guesstimate. So I guess how much is feeling got like that feeling that they're going to throw a left hook and how much is like studying your opponent strategic, I guess like what's the bar percentage wise? Would, would you be able to say? Um, it's, it's tough. I think it's just over time. Like, the hours you put in training yeah. with different people, different styles, um, understanding different timing. Some people are faster than others. Some people throw punches at weird angles. Um, it's just adapting to, to different situations. Right. Um, and I think it's like anything, like in any sport you, you get used to on like on, in hockey, someone can shoot the puck harder than other people or like a goalie. Yeah. yeah I know that yeah. you know what you make a really good point. I think, um, like when you say, you know, Oh, you didn't see it coming. My mind goes, okay, so you, you kind of see what other stuff is coming mm -hmm. or you at least try to. So when somebody's throwing a jab, are you expecting jab, 
cross hook up like what what like i don't know yeah like usually like when you get into a fight you kind of test the waters so you kind of see like what their speed is stuff like that you don't just go out there like unless you're masvidal running and throwing a jumping knee but you don't go out there and like and and try to throw your hardest punch or throw all your tools at them and then they kind of get a reading of what you're doing. It's a it's a weird I don't know it's a weird game to explain to someone who's never yeah uh, watched fighting or have have sparred or anything like that. But you go in there and you kind of test the water and like see if they're fast, if they're slow, if they where they throw their punches from, um, how they rotate on their kicks, uh, if they're a wrestler, if they're looking for takedowns. So there's a lot of a lot of things to process when you're in there. Um, and it just all comes from the hours that you put in. How much studying do you do of your opponent before you fight them? Um, just a little bit. Usually when I, when I get offered a fight, I look at who it is. I'm actually going to be like, yeah, whoever it is. And then next thing you know, there's just like this huge. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Then, you got to know what you're yeah. getting into. Um, so yeah, like I, I, uh, I find out who he is, like what his history is, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then I just accept the fight. And from there I pretty much just better myself in training uh, it depends on like if he's a, a specialist, if he's a wrestler, then I'm going to probably focus more on wrestling. Um, and other way around, if he's a striker, yeah. then I look for my takedowns and all that. But, um, but yeah, it's not too much. I don't invest too much time. What would you, right. Cause I guess it, it all goes down to if you're, if you're going to win the fight, it's the work that you put in. It's not just yeah. ooing and awing over the other guy and, and like you work on what you can control, mm-hmm. right? What the other guy's doing, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah, it's good yeah. to know how he throws a punch, I guess. But realistically, mm-hmm. you got to work on your trade. Um, what are some goals that you have? I mean, obviously, you know, to go twenty-five and one in in professional fighting is is a dream, probably. But you know, you get the call to the UFC. What what's the first thing you're gonna do? Um. Probably just, like, obviously, I'm going to tell my parents, my, my girlfriend, uh, my family, like, everyone close to me. Um, maybe have, like, a little celebration party or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. The one celebration um, that a fighter has. Eat cheesecake, I yeah, would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like, everything is pretty much normal after that. Like, continue to train. Yeah. Right? Train at the same place. Uh, still put the hard work in. It's not like I get to the UFC and I take a bunch of days off and I train here and there. Like, I just made it, so I, you got to keep pushing and pushing, pushing to get uh, to that next level, get in the rankings of the UFC, and then get to the top ten, top five, and then championship. Like it's, yeah, it's all the same process. It's just uh, a bigger platform. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, what would be the one the one thing you would say to fighters? You know, because I have a couple friends who who want to pursue fighting. Um, in fact, you might know a couple. But um, what would you say to those type of people that are trying to pursue it? You know, they're they're fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Um, especially because you you train younger people. What what would you as as some advice? Um, just enjoy the process. Like a lot of people try to get to something and they try to rush. They try to go from like beginning to end right away. Yeah. Uh, try to learn everything in the book. Um, but you just enjoy the process, learn your lessons. If you're like really invested into it, like I always say, like if you learn a lesson, then maybe like do some studying on it. Like if you do, uh, if we're working on the jab today, I'll show you a couple things in the class or whatever, and then maybe go home, go on YouTube. Like you can find anything on YouTube, um, learn different ways to throw the jab and yeah. techniques and stuff like that. And then come back the next class and you're a little bit better, right? Cause you have that knowledge from, Maybe if I was teaching you or your instructor was teaching you and then you have the YouTube, right, to help you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so just stay invested in it. Keep pushing and enjoy the process. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. 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 And and what would be one thing that you would say um, 
to your younger self, uh, do this differently or, or try this or, or would you say anything? Um, I don't know. I think everything has been, been good so far. I have a great team. I have a great management. Um, everything's been, been good. I'm, I'm happy the way things have gone, have gone. Uh, I know I lost that one fight, but like I said, it's, it's all part, part of the process. It's very rare that you'll see someone undefeated in mixed martial arts. There's so many ways to lose, uh, so many ways to win. And, um, I'm, I'm happy with the way things have gone. Yeah. Well, fantastic, brother. Hey, listen, Anthony, I appreciate it, man. And I hope that I, I really do see you on the big stage one day and, and get to watch you on TV. Maybe save me the pay-per-click that I have to buy the, the <laughs> yeah. thing. But, <laughs> but you never know. No, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, listen, keep up the hard work. I know nobody needs to tell you that. You've got your own reasons to keep pushing forward. Yes, and uh, yeah. I'm really excited to see where where you take it and 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 what you do and uh yeah brother i appreciate you coming on and and for anybody that is listening and wants to reach out to anthony wants some training um or some advice where can they reach you uh yeah genius underscore mma or genius fitness and mma on instagram uh probably the best ways to to reach me and uh yeah look shoot him to a dm he answers yeah, pretty yeah, quick so yeah. <laughs> hey listen man i appreciate it guys take it easy and we'll see you in the next episode cheers Thank you for listening to this week's Golden Guest on the Meeting Gold Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, make sure to check out our other content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, make sure to leave us a follow while you're there. Thanks, and have a golden day.